Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your final Impact Wrestling post show. That's right. Barring any ridiculous TV tapings that are suddenly going to take us through to the next year, this is the last time you're going to see Cresta and I for 2023. And then uh, next year, you're not even. It's not even going to be the post Impact Wrestling. That's show. true. It's going to be era. the post TNA Impact Wrestling post show. I, TNA Wrestling Impact post show, not post TNA Impact Wrestling post show. But anyway, this is going to be the last one for this year because I'm 99.9% sure that there is no more TV after this weekend. They're yeah, not this weekend back. is the is the pay-per-view and you guys will see us. We're not even getting Steven Jensen. Steven Jensen have things to do. I don't even know what we're going to do because my plan is to be at the show and the show is in Mississauga and we're trying to figure that out. So we'll let you know what we're going to do for final resolution, AKA matches for matches sake. Let's worst case scenario. Y'all know I'm going to be here, do a collision. So <laughs> I just got to know what plans are. Anyway, I am at Joel Pearl and I am joined as always by the wonderful and lovely and my favorite impact star, Cresta. How you doing, Cresta? I'm doing elated. I'm working on something super secret squirrel, y'all. It's not super secret. A lot of people know, but I want to make sure I get done first. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, now that you've said it out loud, Joel, I'm a little sentimental. We started Impact together, and now we're we're changing. We're evolving like the seasons. We're now going to be TNA, total nonstop action. Post you know shows. who else has evolved and is coming back to TNA? The Kajuska Okada. Oh. That's right, Okado. The big news coming out of tonight wasn't anything that was on the actual wrestling program, which, by the way, was in Monterey, Mexico from last week. It's a uh, Impact Wrestling and AAA Supercard. They called it uh, Ultra Card. But anyway, the the matches are fine. We are going to talk about them. But the big news coming out of tonight is that Kazushka Okada is coming back to TNA for one night only, presumably. He is about to hit free agency. However... He's going to be at the Snake Eyes TV tapings in Las Vegas after Hard to Kill, along with Will Ospreay. And if you watched us during the uh, the crossover section, so really for audio, you didn't hear this yet. Uh, Okada is going to be in San Jose, California for the Battle in the Valley New Japan show, 
which happens the same time as Hard to Kill. The next night, TV tapings, Las Vegas. It's about a three, four hour drive. Him and uh, Will Ospreay are going to be at the TV tapings for TNA. A good way to kind of round out your weekend if you're wrestling or if you're a wrestling fan. So there you go. Okada is coming back to TNA. Cresta, what did you uh, what did you think when you saw that uh, that promotional package and the news that Okada is coming back? TNA on the come up. You y'all already know how I feel about TNA. I am a TNA shill. I want TNA to have all the good things. We already had one William Offspray come. So Okada coming through. I want all the eyes on TNA, all the people. So if Okada coming through, who else we gonna get now? You know what I mean? I would love to see a Jay White run through there. I mean. We had Kenny Omega before, and I feel like Kenny Omega just kind of dumped on everybody and then left. <laughs> we we had Jay White, by the way, once upon a time as well, when he was still with New Japan. He came. That through. was before my time, so it's not canon. <laughs> that was during pandemic. That was like as crowds were coming back. Okay, fair. But I will say that, again, I think it's nice that someone like Okada will come to Impact and get more eyes on it because everyone loves Okada. Everyone loves Okada. You know, if you don't like Okada, you know, maybe you don't like professional wrestling. I mean, I can tell you who doesn't love Okada right now. And that is uh, all of the the New Japan Young Lions that he gets to bully on a semi-weekly basis. But at least you get to wrestle Okada. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. First of all, leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't already. And of course, subscribe to us here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. Donate a super chat to get your question or statement read on the air. We'll talk about Humper Chats in just a sec. Dobby the Brain Heenan, though, starts us off with a super chat saying, and people thought hell froze over when CM Punk came back to WWE. The Rainmaker is coming back to TNA. So for those who don't know, um, to give you a, the Coles Nose Virgin, vir, Virgin, wow, I'm in a great space tonight. Virgin Mary, hallelujah. Christmas is right around the corner. It's fine, I understand. Go. I'm a Jew. Hanukkah starts tonight. So uh, for those of you who are celebrating, happy first night. I hope you lit or at least thought about lighting your room on fire because that's what you really do. As, as <laughs> Anyway. I got, I got nothing. This is, this is, not, this is not my joke. It's not my joke. Don't light your rooms on fire. Uh, the the Okada saga in TNA is very simple. He was brought in when he was on excursion from New Japan Pro Wrestling. They mishandled him completely. They made him a... Well, you saw some of the footage. They put a, a black mask on him. They made him look like uh, Okada, who was the... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, da, 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 the Green Lantern's driver. You're a comic book person. Oh, because he know he was really looking like uh, the... The one with the skull. He looked like the skull guy's butler. Either way, I know who you're talking about. Green and now, Green yeah, the green. If I was Okada, Okado, I'd be mad too. Yes. I'd be mad too. I'd be upset. And over the years, Okada has said a lot of negative things, rightfully so. Thank you. Thank you, comic book nerds in the chat. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> It is Green Hornet. Thank you. I get it. Thank you. Um, when Okada came back to New Japan Pro Wrestling, became the Rainmaker, became the big star and the main attraction in New Japan. Whenever asked about TNA, he didn't have much pleasant things to say, or he said nothing at all. Recently, within the last six months, Okada kind of brought it up on his own and talked about TNA and saying that place is garbage and I hate it and I'll never come back. Paraphrasing, but that is essentially what he was saying. And at that point, I said, Oh, so now it's only a matter of time. Oh. And at that point, it wasn't so much a work. I think it was more like a, I'm opening the door. Okada saying those things was him being like, let's open the door a little bit. Let's see if there's a conversation. Because everything that happened when Okada was a part of TNA, 
is a totally different world now. Yeah. Different ownership, different life, different expectations. Everyone has grown and everything has changed. So for me, when I saw the package, I, there were some people online who were just thinking like, why are they, why are they airing this? And I said, I know why they're airing this. They're about to announce he's coming in for a shot. And then I started to see it come together and here we are. So I thought it was really good. I'm really excited to see Okada make a TNA appearance. I kind of hope he leans in and just becomes a total asshole. As he should. And he just takes out TNA wrestlers and be like, this is for 10 years ago. This is for the mask. Come out wearing the mask, rip it off, tear it up. Just like total dick bag Okada. Like, honestly, this is for Yuya Uemura because right when he was about to be great, you guys fired him. Bastards. But I'll also say, hearing what you're saying, there's a lot of comparisons to what I feel like Stardust and Okado. And now you come back. And honestly, to an extent, I wish that um, that Cody would have leaned into being a piece of crap. So I'm hoping that Okada leans into being a piece of crap. Because that's crazy that you would... You would treat Okada like that. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's that's madness. <laughs> yeah, someone in the chat is saying, you know, treat him like Kiyomiya. If you if you know or Kiyomiya, if you know what was going on with pro wrestling, Noah, at the beginning of this year, they there was a tag match. Long story short, they they shot on each other. They they beat the shit out of each other, and it was just a big it was a big angle that was being you know done between New Japan and Noah and. The idea was Okada is just a bully, and it's fantastic. So Okada is a bully. You ain't see. I yes. think he legitimately beat up <laughs> Brian. Said it was like, get up, get up. Wrestling ain't fake. If Eddie Kingston don't rest in that room. That's just what it is. Uh, what also isn't fake is going over to HumperChats.com. Cresta, tell them how and why. You take your fingers or your thumbs. You head over to HumperChats.com. You leave. Any comment, well, not any comment. Don't be too crazy because then we won't read it. But you leave any dollar amount. We get to keep a little more. We answer your question or comment on air. We're happy. The Decepticons are happy. Sean Ross Sapp, who's in recovery from Shaza McKenzie, is happy. Humperhatch.com. Bong. Anyway. Bing bong. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I guess we got to talk about the actual show tonight. I'm going to go ahead and say that this was a good show top to bottom. But if you were looking for storylines. Eh. This was basically how I felt looking for storylines tonight. <laughs> Joel, I'm going to teach you a meme. We call this the little Kim meme. There's a dance that little Kim does where she's just like, that was me looking for the storylines tonight. Where are they? Where did they go? <laughs> This was a really fun matches for match sake show. And that's basically what we're going to see on Saturday of Final Resolution. Now let's just dig in right away. Glow Guns. I love the team of Chris Saban and Trinity. Knockouts yes. World Champion, X Division Champion teaming up. I love that they had the matching gear going because that's one thing Trinity is always going to do is make sure that the gear is on point Period. and that it works and it's good. They take on Chitormenta and uh, Dynamico. Uh, yeah, Dynamico. Uh, Dynamico. For those who are listen, you better than me because I was trying to hear their names, and Ray Walt was just like, I know Spanish, I know Spanish. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, please. The way that they were pronouncing Mistazes Jr., it was like Mistazes and or Mistazes. And I sat there just being like, oh no, don't do this. All of the Spanish speaking listeners were like, hi, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, it's awful. 
machine glow no they were the glow guns anyway uh they're having fun they're just having a really good time and that's what this show was uh i love tormenta hitting a lung lower on saban demonico uh, D- dinamico it's the double stop on saban's back good double team work there and then trinity's full nelson bomb gets the pin on chick tormenta saban does a twerk that is all honestly confidence we love a good we love a good long back confidence now the match it was good. I I will point out Trinity coming out in the lucha match. I thought she was gonna wrestle in a match. I was like, go ahead, Trinity. I actually like that she's having the time of her life in Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling was like a fun place to work. That's it. That's all I got. Josh Alexander's backstage throughout the night. They kind of put together these little backstage vignettes, backstage interviews that built to final resolution, which is this Saturday. They started with Josh Alexander. Said he wanted the title. He never lost, but he lost at Bound for Glory. And he congratulates Alex Shelley, calls him the Undisputed Impact World Heavyweight Champion, and then talks about coming home and his kid asking where his championship is. And then that's when Josh knew he had to get back on track. So he found Zack Sabre Jr. to team up with so that they can challenge the Motor City Machine Guns at final resolution. Looking forward to that match. Once again, the X Division Championship and the uh, Impact World Championship will not be on the line. The Knockouts World Championship will not be on the line. It feels like the Knockouts tag titles aren't on the line because I don't think Killer Kelly or Masha Slamovich are booked. Uh, I know Macklin's definitely not going to be there. He did confirm that today. So, uh, But Deanna Peraza will be there. She'll be in a tag match along with Giselle Shaw, which, by the way, since August, I said it was going to come back. Told you, you did. That you did. You oh. did. You did. We got to give Joel Pearl his flowers. He remembers. No. <laughs> I, I never forget. Anyway, uh, I do like that they're kind of intersplicing these little backstage vignettes to get you at least a little excited for Saturday. Yeah, I will also say that I felt that it was a cover because nobody got entrance music. Like, maybe the first two matches got entrance music and everybody else, you had a vignette and they were already in the ring. Yeah, and I noticed that too. There were certain parts of it where I was like, okay, yeah, sure. This is just very house show vibes. Uh, Crowd was hot. I mean, I got to say that. The way that this was a triple A show cut by impact. And like, it kind of worked. And that part, I, I didn't like where the hard camera was. That, that was, yeah. if you ever watch a Triple A show, that is the one thing about their shows that I don't like is that their hard cam is so far away and so up high pointing down as if they're on like the second level of a theater, which is okay. what it was in this case. Uh, and they're pointing down and they get the whole shot of the, the backdrop. It's just, it's a lot of people. It's hard to focus on the actual action in the ring. That's fair. This is my first time experiencing a AAA show in general. Um, I will say, and I've said this about many a show, <clears throat> that uh, non-American crowds are ravenous. <laughs> so even if, like, again, even if I didn't speak Spanish, I, I feel like I would have to have been there. But no matter who did anything, everyone was like, yeah. So I got to give it up to the crowd. If that's a tri- if that's a typical triple a crowd i guess i gotta start watching <laughs> with subtitles it's good stuff uh it's fun to watch wrestling from different countries it's always going to be a little bit different than what you're used to uh let's continue on triple threat match mistizzy's jr defeats edward edwards and latigo i like that edward edwards and latigo who are like the bigger men in the match they're the bases they're going to be friends. They're the bad guys. It tracks. It's mm-hmm. good. Mistazis Jr. is very over with the crowd, which is great. Edwards is a good base for him throughout the match. Uh, 
at one point, Eddie hits a brain buster on the stage that looks gnarly. And then uh, a tiger driver in the ring. It's always good. I don't know what it is about Edward Edwards, but that tiger driver that he does is just so good and so fluid. I like it. Mrs. gets that tornado DDT on Latigo. And then Edwards gets a near fall on Mrs. This is a good fall. This is something you don't see in North American wrestling, and they bring attention to this because it would typically be a disqualification for putting your hands on the ref. Now, Mrs. Z is down on the mat. He is being pinned, and the referee counts one. He counts two, and as he goes for three, Mrs. Z grabs the referee's hand and tells him to stop. He grabs it. I like that that is something that happened in this match. I like that that's something that hopefully more, more wrestling companies do that. It would be fun. And then Mrs. Z hits that shooting star press, gets the win, and gets the pin on Edward Edwards. Do you have anything to add, Crest Star? I did like the rough hand grab. I had that's literally the only note I have for this. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. I'm fake. I'm fake. I'm the worst. The worst matches. Um, matches sick. But I will say, how is that a disqualification? I poor Bryce. I've seen people scream at Bryce, damn near push Bryce, and he don't be calling people out. So you grabbing their hand like in a hope spot, like no ref, I'm still here. I kind of like that. I'm not gonna hold you. I wish. I wish other products would use that. Not a lot, like the double count out or time is expired. I think that is something you use for like a good hope spot, but that was fresh. That was clean. I liked it. In North American wrestling, typically putting your hand on the referee in any capacity is is grounds for disqualification. Here it's not. <laughs> Listen, like I said, I've poor Bryce Remsburg. I've seen him get yelled at, screamed at shoved and then you eject somebody <laughs> like I've, I've seen some of these refs go through it but also refs have one hp so if you look at them too hard they're on the floor trey miguel's backstage he refuses to be in the ring with speedball mike bailey on saturday at final resolution unless speedball wears something on his feet that's crazy that's <laughs> you know <laughs> we just had speedball over on overbooked and he talked about how some people would be cooking him because he don't wish. <laughs> and he's like, this is, out of all the things you can give me critiques on, me not wearing shoes, and then what's the first thing out of Trey Miguel's mouth? I'm not wrestling if he ain't got no shoes. <laughs> yeah, not a nice girl, Trey Miguel. Not a nice girl. And I'm calling your parents. <laughs> hey, man. All I'm saying, by the way, go check out that interview with Speedball Mike Bailey. They did it on Indeed. That's uh, uh, Mike and Righteous Reg. That's their show over on YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. If you go check that out, you'll see that conversation with Mike Bailey. It's very good stuff. Uh, yeah, Trey going for the feet. They're not going to talk about his hair because it's luscious and beautiful. You can't. You can't. Get out of that. Come on. And he's such a nice guy. So you got to go for the literal, the low-hanging fruit, the fruit that's on the ground, his feet. That's right. <laughs> how many people wrestle with no shoes or how many Samoas you don't got shoes on? Well, I mean, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Oh, it's fair. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, a lot of wrestlers who do go barefoot inevitably break their feet Oof. or have some I mean, sort of foot injury. Yeah, yeah, that may attract, that attract. I always, always consider or put barefoot wrestlers in the same category as like ballerinas. I do think it's an art. I do think it takes a certain type of person to wrestle like that. But also, I know your feet. Or you wrestle against a bully Ray who really on his shit. He's stepping on your toes like a jerk, like a jerk. Once upon a time, Miro used to go, uh, go footless, not footless. Wow, footless, shoeless. <laughs> he would he would go into the ring without his shoes and he would wrestle uh, barefoot and then he injured his foot and that taught him to start wearing boots. Riddle's another guy who uh, wrestled bare feet. Marina Shafir's another one. 
uh, who, who still wrestles bare feet. She comes to the ring in her socks and throws them in the crowd. And sometimes they get thrown back and sometimes they wind up on certain seller sites. Wiki feet. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I feel like it's different strokes for different folks. Cause I remember during that interview in particular, I'm going to keep putting it over because Mike Speedball is my favorite wrestler. Um, he's saying how he trained in Taekwondo and how like, you train a certain way so you're used to moving in a certain way with a certain accoutrements, you know, in his case being barefoot. So I I always wondered why wrestlers don't step on other wrestlers' feet with no shoes on, but I it seems it's like assume it's like yam bagging. It's in poor taste. <laughs> it's in poor taste. It hurts. Like you can do it, but it is just it's a heel tactic if you do it, but also it friggin' hurts if you actually do it. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not talking about like give them the <laughs> <laughs> Give them the age out stop, but at least the Allen Angels. <laughs> Good Lord. Motor City Machine Guns are also backstage. They put over Josh Alexander teaming with Zack Sabre Jr. And they plan on winning their match going into Hard to Kill with all the momentum. That's all there is. Let's move on. Jordan Grayson, Sexy Star. By the way, let's just clear this up right now. This is Sexy Star 2. This is not the original Sexy Star. This is not the lucha underground sexy star that you might be used to or the sexy star who was in uh in triple a back in 2018 2019 this is a different one this is sexy star 2 not the original uh they defeat diana perrazzo and lady maravilla this match going back to uh to referee lore in in triple a the referee here is el hijo de tirantes he has red suspenders uh his dad also had them he's a heel referee that's exactly oh. what his character is. He that is explains bat. a lot. <laughs> yes. So there are plenty of wrestlers in Tiblea that he does certain things for. Then he tries to screw the baby faces. Doesn't matter in the end. Jordan Grace gets the Grace driver on Lady Maravilla and gets the three count. But it took a few times for that referee to finally make that three count. This match felt heavily edited. It felt very fast, Cresta. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I, I thought this match was... It was fast, but it was kind of like a oh man, I can sort of like a meat pie. It was meaty. It was this was a stiff, meaty match, but the ref hugging, the ref acting like he's blind. <laughs> I was you all gotta do all of that. These girls can mix it up. I will I gotta give props to um I think it was Mar Marvelia. I hope I said her name right. She did an electric chair falcon arrow. Um, I'm sorry, that was on that was from Sexy Star on Marvia or what or I please girl, please don't beat me up because I can't fight. Um <laughs> but yeah, like that was so good. It was I don't know what that was. They said electric chair, like that looked like a falcon arrow. And then Grace is the Grace Driver right after. I was like, these moves are very similar, and I like them both, and I want them to wrestle each other. I want this sexy star and Jordan Jordan Grace also, 10 out of 10. I want those people. I want her, I want this sexy star and impact because the chemistry she had with even Marvia too. These four women were really good. They were really good. I do agree that the match was short, but I think it felt short because we had a lot of rough shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And also, there was a match tonight that didn't even air. That was uh, a match for the Triple A Tag Team Championships. Don't know why it didn't air. I'm assuming it's because Triple A wants to air the match on their own programming. I don't know, or it just wasn't. Part, did it have an impact star in it? I don't think it did, actually. Oh, no, it did. Kazarian teamed with Arez. Huh. So we don't care about Kazarian. Okay. Anyway, Kazarian and Arez did not win the AAA Attack Team Championship. Oh, how look what you've done to my butt. <laughs> Next match, Laredo Kid and Tommy Dreamer teamed up to take on Brian Myers and Black Tortoise. 
three out of four, four out of four of these men are typically seen on Impact Wrestling programming, so this is nothing out of the ordinary. Ryan Myers was on In the Weeds yesterday, by the way. We had a great conversation with him. Uh, he talked about working against Lucha legend Tommy Dreamer, and that alone was worth the price of admission. Uh, Lucha legend Tommy Dreamer. That's right. <laughs> it was a good match. It was fine. It was very... Th- this was the most, like, impact match. They brought mm-hmm. in the tables and the chairs and the cookie sheets. The Dreamer teases the double... Or he teases the dive. and It, it, it is what it is. I like that... You've got the beer spit spot, and they say cerveza to the face of Black Taurus. And I'm just like, this I is- missed that. And now I'm going to go back and listen. Cerveza to the face. <laughs> That's um, great. That's Gigantes is the referee again, so of course there's some some shenanigans. Laredo kicks a sunset bomb on Black Tortoise and gets the pin because what are Luchadors going to do? Wait a minute. It doesn't happen here. This doesn't work. The, the Luchadors won. Well, you know, Lucha legend Tommy Dreamer won along with his his tag team partner, Laredo Kid. Tommy Dreamer sets up a table and they uh, DVD Black Tortoise through the table. Yada, yada. That's the match. Why did Black Tortoise have to go through that table? I'm saying out of all the luchadors, the one luchador is not, I don't know. I Tommy Dreamer should have took the pin. Tommy Dreamer should have went through the table. That's well, no, I'm Dreamer's saying. a champion and he's got a title defense on Saturday against Diener, who will, we're going to see him for the first time since before the pay-per-view he wasn't that bound for glory was he i can't remember the last time we saw diener on tv it may have been after after uh the the august show after emergence i can't even remember last night i'm hurting myself thinking too hard i'm sorry i'm gonna look that up but yeah you couldn't you could you could do myers myers has a tag team title match and taurus is basically done anyway with the company so who knows it was just one of those like it It was a good match yeah, it was a good match. They got we got some ECW chance in Mexico, so you know, spirit ECW will live on. Oh, by the way, the last time we saw uh, Diener was at Impact One Thousand. Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his eighties. What's even more shocking is he looked more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age, and it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So that's... Well, if I was Diener, I'd be sick of everyone's crap. And I'm coming in there to beat A-double-S. But it's probably my A-double-S that's going to get beat. (laughs) There. Grace and Trinity. Can they coexist? That's basically the whole point of this because they'll be teaming up on Saturday to take on Deanna Perrazzo and Giselle Shaw. Uh, before we get to the next match, let's hit a super chat from Will Chisholm who asks, do y'all think Impact or TNA will ever do live weekly TV at some point? I don't, and I don't want them to. I think that the way that they run their tapings now is very beneficial, not only to them, but also to their contracted stars. They only need to work two to three times a month. The rest of the time, they're free to do whatever they want. Once you start running weekly live TV, you got to pull them in every week. You got to pay them more because you're paying for their time. You got to put them up in a hotel. You got to, it's, there's, there's just more logistics involved that maybe is more of a headache. Whereas you batch tape, you, you cut it together, you upload it. You do a live event once a month for impact plus soon to be TNA plus and for pay-per-view. It just works to me. That's the way it works. MLW is doing that right now as well. And they're seeing some pretty good returns on that as they've moved to a, a live setup. Your thoughts. I think there's pros and cons. I agree with everything with what Joel said from watching impact. Now, I think that there is a lot of time to, if there's a oopsie poopsie, we can massage it in. So it doesn't look too bad. Or let's say the audio backstage was terrible. I can refilm it again. Not a problem. However, I will say that impact to me is getting to a point where I think maybe besides just pay-per-views, you might have to do one live show a month. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't hate it. I, again, I would want impact to hit more money, impact to have more stars, impact more eyes on TNA at this point. So I think eventually, but I don't think that'll happen for like two years unless I'm a monkey's uncle. You know what I mean? I don't think that'll happen for two years. They've got a good setup right now and it's working. That's what's crucial is that it's working. And like what Joel said, you give your wrestlers a chance to do other things. I just saw a speedball Mike Bailey at House of Glory. You know, and he wrestled GCW. If you were doing a grueling AEW or WWE schedule, you in Philly tomorrow, you in Oxford, Ohio the next day, and now you're in, no one goes to Gary, Indiana. I'm sorry, or you're in Austin, Texas. You know what I mean? So I think it, it can be just not now. Just not now. The setup is, it's great now. Don't, don't mess with it. AEW, by the way, isn't even that bad of a schedule. You're working Wednesday or Saturday or both. There are no house shows. It's one TV, the other, maybe a pay-per-view. Well, now they're expanding to once a month, but like their TV is live. So there's that. I mean, it's not bad still. It's still a good schedule, you know? Like, one of the things I feel like some wrestlers do say is, like, I'm on the road all the time. So to have the option, like you said, to do um, indie shows if you want to, and then come to work for a week, and then, like, okay, bye. (laughs) Well, the, the WWE schedule has even pared down a bunch. 
it mm. used to be house shows all the time, or at least through most of the week with a couple of days off. Now it's you. It's Monday is Raw. Or let, let's even go back. Friday is SmackDown. Saturday, Sunday is house show. Monday is Raw. The rest of the week is off, or once in a while there's a, a, a holiday tour, an international tour, or press events, media, community, whatever. It's those extra events that add on. But in terms of wrestling, at least as of right now, you're you're just doing those four days, and that's if you are tipping not doing NXT. Out. Well, yeah, and that's NXT is the other one for Tuesday, and not everyone is working NXT. Yeah, the Dominic Mysterios are doing you know Mondays and Tuesdays plus the weekends plus maybe a Friday here and there, but by and large, most talent are just working the one to three nights a week, and then four nights. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's not the way it yeah. used to be. It's but it still it still sounds like Impact has more freedom. You know what I mean? They more do. freedom for you to do what you want. Because listen, well, we're about to be off for the rest of the month. You know what I mean? <laughs> you and I who are just watching like Impact, you know? Well, that's the thing. A traditional Impact show or a traditional Impact contract is really three dates a month. And it's you've got one live event, whether that is a pay-per-view or a, a, a TNA Plus as it's soon going to be show. So let's say... Uh, February is a good example of this. They're going to be in the Bayou. They're going to be in, in uh, New Orleans. And when they do New Orleans, they're going to do No Surrender in the middle of the month. And then the next night is going to be TV tapings. So they're going to do that. They have also two nights of tapings in Florida, I think two weeks after Hard to Kill. So it's going to be a little busy at first because they've got to catch up on a lot of mm-hmm. the downtime that they've missed and a lot of the stuff they don't have in the can. But as of right now, them going live is just to me more of a detriment than helpful i don't think that they're going to pick up too many more viewers by going live they tried that once and it didn't really benefit them by having the benefit of the way and we we, you and i've talked about this multiple times one of the greatest things about impact for me at least is that yeah i may read the spoilers but i don't know how certain things get set up and that's because none of the backstage stuff makes it to the the spoiler reports you don't know who's doing what you see you know the matches you know who beat who but you have absolutely no background as to why the match happened what it was set up for or anything like that and so you miss the storyline beats which to me is more important uh some people want to see the matches too that's great but for me i like just seeing how the story expands yeah you saw i was complaining about like there's no not a storyline to be found but i will also say that is my only complaint about impact now i don't look at spoilers but there are some people who take spoilers to the heart there are some people who i think this is just a general critique if you feel shot my apologies there are some people who watch wrestling to just be mad at wrestling and spoilers just sends them up the wall. I don't go looking for them. So I'm genuinely surprised when I watch impact, that would be the only, my only tiny critique. And it, to me, it's not even that deep. Like you said, cause yeah, you can know who wins the match, but how do they win the match? You know what I mean? Uh, well, Chisholm sent us a follow-up super chat saying, I do wonder how big TNA would have gotten if Hogan didn't come in and mess things up. That's what everyone says about everything with Hogan. <laughs> and the thing is, like, this is not praise for Hogan or Bischoff, but they came in at a good time for TNA. They didn't, things got messed up later on, but the opportunity of their names had a lot of weight. Yeah. Their first show live, when they went to Monday nights, they did over a million. And on top of that, they went up against a Raw that had Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in the ring together for the first time since 1997, shaking hands, burying the hatchets. And that was the moment. And I think the main event of that impact show on the Monday that was live 
was a Jeff Hardy match, which is no shade of Jeff Hardy because he was one of their biggest draws at the time in TNA. Mm-hmm. But like, you're holding a candle to that. It's very difficult. Wasn't uh, old girl real the ratings killer? So, you know, stranger things have happened in wrestling. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think, I think Hogan and Bischoff started well, and then they just kind of went down once he goes on to play and things just didn't, you know, people, people didn't want to work and it, it started turning into WSW light, which is not a good thing. So we're in a different spot now. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with discussing the impact of people like Hogan and Bischoff, but I think this is a cautionary tale, especially Hogan. And I used to be a Hogan stan. Stan, stan. But I think he's a cautionary tale of why no one's bigger than the business and why you shouldn't center the business around one person. Yeah. Uh, it, wrestling has been weird for 50 plus years. Longer than that. There you go, yeah. They did 1.9 million their first time. But again, this was also, this was 23. 13 oh god i can't remember no it's 2010 uh so yeah anyway long and the short of it is live doesn't always go great yeah and we're not consuming media on tv the way that we used to yeah you know what i mean we're not even consuming any media the way we did 20 years ago that's a fact Uh, yeah so let's move along moose and toxin take on josh alexander and octagon jr i really enjoyed this match because it's all josh alexander he and Toxin work so well together. Yes. I was so, I was shocked, pleasantly so, because you don't see a lot of Josh Alexander working Lucha talent with his style versus theirs. You think it would be a clash, but it was really, really good stuff. Uh, Moose gets the win over Octagon Jr. with a spear. Makes sense. Moose is on his way to hard to kill for a, a world title shot. You got to make him look strong. Commentary is putting him over. I love how they're like, he's in great shape as he's wearing a t-shirt to wrestle. <laughs> I'm just like, and his t-shirt by the halfway was just like half up. Like, Moose, just take it off at this point. Just take off your shirt. They're like, he's up to 260 and he's ripped. I'm like, well, it'd be great if we saw that, but whatever. they're just doing their thing. Match was good. Match was really just solid stuff. But Josh Alexander was the standout. Do you have anything to add to this whole thing? Um, The nasty backbreaker that Josh Alexander got on Toxin in the beginning, that... I've seen Josh Alexander do backbreakers before, but the way he hit that backbreak on that man, either Toxin was sullen, like his life sold it, like his life depended on it, or he Josh Alexander hated that man. That was gnarly. I have to, I got to put that out there. Um, also, what did I put? Oh, the over the rope on Josh Alexander just to get the two on Moose from Octagon for Moose to be like, that's not going down like that. I also thought that was pretty clever. Besides, that was a solid match. Solid match. I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all see me looking, I'm looking at my notes. They did that top row cutter spot with Moose again, which was really solid. Uh, again, Moose looked good. Everyone in this match looked good. Uh, but yeah, again, the standouts were Josh and Toxin. I did not expect that to be yeah. such a good stand. I'd love to see those two just do a one-on-one straight-up match. Uh, they they work well together. Toxin to impact. Yeah, let's, let's do a few of those. It's so weird thinking about Josh Alexander- Every time we say, oh, is he going to work like well with this person? Is it going to be a styles clash? No, it turns out he can do pretty much any style, work work around it with his own. Yeah, no, he's Josh Alexander is a fantastic wrestler. Him and Speedball, I feel like I will just watch them wrestle. I don't care if there's no beef. <laughs> you know where there's no beef? Over at FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business, the best $54 a year. You want to talk about Deanna Perrazzo? She's going to try out that free agency gimmick. Doesn't mean 
doesn't mean that TNA has said no. It just means as of this time, January 1st, Deanna Perrazzo, as, re- as reported by FightfulSelect.com, might be testing free agency. We got info about that over there, along with uh, a little bit about Brian Danielson's injury. Was it work? Was it a shoot? It, it was work. It's not really as a match on Rampage, by the way. Kyle O'Reilly, we have an update on him. Insofar that we forced Kyle O'Reilly to break his silence on the Instagram once they announced the AEW Canada Tour. Uh, and, of course, Sean's Q&A. There's Sour Graps. There's Weekender Podcast with our pal Steven Jensen, who also joins us for every Impact slash TNA pay-per-view. So he'll be with us after Hard to Kill and so much more. Go over to FIFA Select. The best five bucks in the business. The best $54 a year. What's stopping you? Go. Don't say being poor. Steal. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, do it. Just someone's credit card. Just, just Don't get caught. And don't say Cresta told you to do it because I don't know you. We didn't do nothing. We just said go subscribe to Five Select. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think it's straightforward. Yeah. Tommy Dreamer's in the back. He says it's the worst year of his life until he won the Digital Media Championship. Okay. And then he says a fi- his final resolution is to take the title to Hard to Kill and beat Cody Diener on Saturday. So, yes, Diener is going to resurface on Saturday and have a match against Tommy Dreamer. I don't know what this means for the design, and I don't think Diener does either. What happened to old boy stabbing Dreamer with a fork? <laughs> Crazy Steve, they had their match. And Dreamer retained? Wait, where was I? It was a disqualification or a messy finish. It was during the Bound for Glory. Oh, it may have been the episode you missed. It was the Bound for Glory fallout. To quote my great-grandmother, rest in peace, Leona, men are like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> Either way, Diener gets a shot at the Digital Media Championship. I'm sure he and Diener, or he and Tommy Dreamer. Diener and Diener Dreamer. Dreamer? <laughs> it's going to be hell to talk through if you're commentary. Anyway, I'm sure that match will be fine. Uh, main event time, Motor City Machine Guns team up with El Hijo de Vikingo to take on Los Vipers and Trey Miguel. This match was fun. This match was good. When you get Vikingo in the ring, it's always going to be a good time. You add in the Motor City Machine Guns and they do a dual STF spot on those Vipers. That stuff rules. Vikingo gets the pin on Trey Miguel after a Phoenix splash from the outside. Second rope back into the inside of the ring. Great stuff. Fun match. Main event. Crest to star. Trey Miguel always sounds like he's dying. (laughs) No matter what happens in that match, Trey Miguel sounds like you are beating him up. Someone call the cops immediately. I got to give a special shout out to that laying down octopus stretch muffler situation on Shelly from Toxin because I don't know what exactly that was, but it was beautiful. It reminded me of Asuka's octopus stretch and most crucially, the most beautiful octopus stretch, fight your mama, AJ Lee. So I don't know what that was. It was really good. That man looked like a pretzel. I mean, it's Vikingo. It's Motor City Machine Guns. It's Trey Miguel. Now, Los Vipers, never heard of these gentlemen, but they were really good as well. This whole match was good. This, this whole card was good, but it was a match for match sake, and I was, I was sports entertained. Yeah, it was exactly that. And that was Impact Wrestling versus AAA December 7th. 2023 i wouldn't mind seeing more of these mixed mexico impact shows i hope they go back i really do but at least next time we go back let's have some sort of storyline reason yeah that's all i ask you just give them a little i mean there's so much going on in 
impact. There's so many loose end storylines that you could do something, you know. There's a whole undead realm that we can go spelunking in, you know what I mean? There's there's things we could do. The design needs help painting. What is Eric <laughs> Eric Young doing? There, there's so many things you can do. That's my only hope I agree with you with there. Like, if we go somewhere else again, not just here, take these matches, go away. <laughs> Eric Young is an interesting case. I think we'll be talking about him over the next few weeks. I think we I will. like Eric Young. He can go from super serious wrestler to crazy homeless Canadian like that. So crazy. All you gotta do is do the voice. Just Bro, do the voice. I seen him when he had like the blonde hair and the spice, and then even oh, yeah. seeing him bald. I'm like, yo, bro, you there are times I'm legitimately afraid of you, and there are times I think you're gonna shank me with your teeth. You're like, you look crazy. <laughs> One of a kind that man is. He's incredible, Eric Young. But yeah, I feel like we'll be talking about him uh, in the near future. Uh, Crest to start, what you got going on as we get on out of here? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have a super secret project. I'm going to be interviewing somebody. I'm so excited. I can't wait to show it with you guys, but it has to happen first, so I'm not going to say anything besides that. But every Monday and Wednesdays, you can find me over on TikTok or Twitch, mainly Twitch. We watch wrestling together. Thursdays, I am here with Joe Pearl. Not uh, not after the rest of this year. You know, we're going to do Saturday, and then we're going to go do uh, family holiday stuff. Uh, Saturdays, let's say we're not doing the show on Saturday. I'll be here for Collision. Myself, Iridian, and Rick, we go over all things Collision, which was the punk show, but corporate mandate punk is now back on WWE. Besides that, if that was a lot, you can follow me on um, Twitch, not Twitch, whatever this is, X bird app crest of these stars twitter there's a link tree in my bio and listen i wasn't kidding if you want to send me a cool loan of ten thousand unpayable dollars back i could go to hard to kill or snake eyes or whatever it is in vegas and i'll sign your baby you know just a cool loan a cool loan cash tag crest of star you know or support fightful so sean can pay me thank you so much don't pour where can they find you very easy to find i'm in the weeds every monday wednesday and friday over on youtube.com slash fightful overbooked i will be at final resolution this saturday in mississauga toronto as they call it it's a suburb it's it's, anyway not important and i'll be at hard to kill in las vegas and snake eyes the next night i'll be hanging out in vegas seeing y'all and hopefully talking to some impact talent tna talent some new japan talent we'll see we're gonna get there either way go check us out over on overbooked go leave a thumbs up on the way out and of course Drop your comments. How excited are you for Okada? Because that's pretty wild, isn't it? That is wild. That's super wild. Like, for as much crap as people talk about Impact, we had Okada and Will Ospreay. I can tell you some other promotions that didn't have those people. Tell you, man. Tides are changing. It's time to tell your friends about Impact because uh, we're we're going places. Period. TNA's back, baby. No AJ Styles, but TNA's back. (laughs) There's still time. That contract's going to be up sooner than you know. And we've, yo, they've been using Styles Clash, everything Styles. We're putting him in a seance. You you did a cameo for us one time. We're so close. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anyway, I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we will see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.